What the fuck is up, duelists? Welcome to Pod of Greed, the world's number one and only VO podcast. We are, as always, sponsored by Kaiba Corp, and I am your host, Argyle, and this crystal I wear around my wrist contains an essence that gets recharged when I duel with a bro who also has a crystal. It gives me confidence at work, home, school, etc. Nobody knows it's a duel crystal but me and my bros. I've seen it glow while uh, dueling with a bud. That's how I know this is real. You can come over for as long as you want, but I need a picture of you, preferably wearing a crystal before I waste my time. I'm Dan, and I'm Argyle with a southern accent. That's just me. I already have one of those. I meant to say Argyle with a New England accent, but flubbed it. Uh... See, I thought that you were just you were just doing it like it was like saying Sarah with a Northern Irish accent. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah, and I have a Northern Irish accent. Um, I my I I I was given a wonderful nickname by our special guest, and I can't I just can't Argyle. You flattened me with a steamroller, Dio style. <laughs> um, but listeners, we have a very special guest starting the season out with a banger. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Francisca, a.k.a. Four Guys and a Crocodile on a Cruise Ship. Mm. <sighs> uh. Oh, fuck. I should have made my nickname Don't Call Me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh. Um... Francisca, did you? Very important question. Are you dub or sub? Uh, I'm dub, and I'm also oh. Germ- German dub, ex- especially. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> damn! Ooh. All right. So I, I watched the first Exotic. episode, English and German dub, uh, both, and uh, afterwards, uh, well, I only watched the German dub because it was easier for me to well translate from German to English and back. I can't wait to find this. Is this is maybe a first? Yeah, we have three contrasting sub-dubs. This is good, this is good. I, Sarah, I think it would be really funny if you did an episode with the Brazilian dub. I have been tempted. Like, I genuinely have been tempted to do that. Mm. Um, I don't know if, like, Crunchyroll had... Because right. the Brazilian dub was on Netflix. But I don't know if there's, like, other dubs on Crunchyroll. Right, right. Uh, but I'm sure I could find it. I, the, the, if you can I think find you could, it, that'd be fun. You could also find the German dub on Netflix, I guess. Try, mm. I, I think mm. it's also there. Um, yeah, so as as well as asking you, Supper Dub, uh, what is your history with you, the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! franchise of card game anime? Well, Yu-Gi-Oh! was part of my, my whole life, I, I would say. So I started watching in the early 20, uh, 2000s, so when it first aired in Germany on RTL2. So a TV station with a program for kids, mostly in the afternoon. We had Pokemon, Digimon, Detective Conan, Beyblade... All those shown animes and um, mm. well, it, it was a standard to do after school and after homework. Uh, you would sit together with your friends and just watch TV. <laughs> TV and well, of course, I'm a girl, but uh, most of my friends were like, "Nah, it's a shonen. Why would you watch something like this?" Um, but well, I had also friends with big brothers who were like, "Yeah, let's watch Yu-Gi-Oh!" And um, hell yeah, well. Um, since, well, it was really every day the same time, so you had five episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! every week, so season one would repeat every ten weeks, and so I can <laughs> mostly say every line in uh, the season one of Dual Monsters by heart. 
Um, yeah. yeah, and I well, it was funny. I didn't like Yugi as a protagonist at the beginning, um, but I instantly fell for Kaiba. Wow. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, but I, I was a Kaiba fangirl from the start, and because he was just an egocentric, confident, super rich idiot, and it was a t- completely opposite like. of me. <laughs> I it, I was a really shy, shy girl, and Kaiba was just my well, my role model. I want to be as confident mm-hmm. as Kaiba, and um, well, I'm I'm still in love with him, I guess. <laughs> that's a that's a great way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and we we are we are all in love with him. Um, he's yeah, our boss, he's... and everyone should be in love with their boss. Um, mm-hmm. def- you should it. like your boss yeah. if you want to go <laughs> go through yeah. the life easy. Yeah, so, well, as a teenager, I wrote a lot of bad, really bad fan fictions, uh, Kaiba fan fiction with Mary Seuss. Um, I hate myself for it now. <laughs> and... Ah. <laughs> I, th- I think on this podcast, we endorse, like, fan fictions and, and indulgence like that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was um... really, really bad. <laughs> well, maybe you can have another go at it for our um, no time like the uh, present. episode that we haven't announced yet. Yeah, maybe. Maybe would be would be really nice. But I have to I have rework it, of... it in English also. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then later on, well, I was into puppy sh- shipping, so Joey Kaiba, but well, it's, uh, that's later years, and well, when you grow older, <laughs> and some there's some point where you say, okay, uh, watching animes and reading manga isn't really cool anymore, so you're focusing on, well, real life boys and stuff, and I lost contact to Yu-Gi-Oh! and anything to do with it. But when I started university again, um, I found out about the Abridged series online and I just watched it the whole series. Mm. Uh, and well, then afterwards, still also some time, I didn't get in touch. I didn't even notice that uh, that uh, Dark Side of Dimensions was published. It was... I didn't notice this anyway. And... Um, when I started working uh, at my first real employment, um, and it really sucked shit, I have to say, um, I had a mm-hmm. one-hour commute to and from work every day, and then I found your podcast. And wow. it, it just lightened up my day because this one hour to work and from work was was hell for me. And then I found the podcast and was like, okay, at least I can use the time to have something that lights up my day, that lets me forget what, what the eight hours before oh, happened and... And yeah, well, really good. You guys, you guys got me out of a light depression. I have to say, <laughs> you, you're Aww. making me blush. It's very flattering. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad we could help you. Yeah, and yeah. Um, well, later, um, after one and a half years, I quit my job at the, this company and changed uh, to another company, and now everything's fine. But I still listen to your podcast uh, on the way to work. I still have one hour to drive, but in the other direction. And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! was with me the last 20 years of my life. And um, When no. there was one set of footprints in the in the sand, that was where Yu-Gi was carrying. Yeah. Or Kaiba, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> when, when there were six sets of footprints, that's when the hosts of Pot of Green were carrying you to your shitty job. Yeah, we all had to carry you together because we're very weak. We're, we're weak millennials. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a company car. You don't have to carry me. <laughs> well, I, I'm Gen Z, but yes. Oh fuck! So you are. Yeah. yeah. I never thought about this, Argyle. <laughs> Wait, how old are you, Argyle? I'm 24. Baby. I'm wow. on the cusp. Wow. But I am technically Damn. a zoomer. Wow. Um. Ew. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> um. Uh. So. Get this fucking child out of my podcast. <laughs> Get this 
fucking he left this baby in here god i remember when we started this podcast and you were 21 and i was like what the fuck what that's the illegal fuck? <laughs> i was 19 when um, i started on extra credit <laughs> wow jesus christ that's illegal um you want to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh instead of children yeah, yeah of course <laughs> Wait, do you want to talk about other children? Yeah, do we want to talk about the, the fictional anime children instead of the, the real children yeah. that is right here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the um, in the Japanese of the episode is episode 105 of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. The new term starts, a premonition of turmoil. And I, we will need both the German and the English dub titles here. In English, this is season three, episode one, third time's the charm. Well, I only did write the, the English ones. I have to Google them. Wait. Oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so... You won't even understand it, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, are German listeners well? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, you've, you've got Flutter Dog, of course. Um, he will understand if I say it in German. Um, Klunker and Bling Bling. <laughs> Great. Great. Hell yeah. I'm smiling and nodding. Hell yeah. Um, oh, wait, so, no, that should be... Well, that what? should be the second one, actually. Um, what's the first one? Uh, Alle guten Dinge sind drei. So third time's a charm, it's it's the same. Ah. Okay. Yeah, fucking... Yeah. Ha, translation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of third time's the charm, it's absolutely unhinged to me that these boys are in third year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah this is their last... It really didn't seem like... There was no indication of a school year going by in the last season. You know, it just kind of... Because they almost completely got rid of the school artifice and it was just all, like, the GX tournament for, like, the last half of it. Mm -hmm. Like, if I had to guess how long last season was over, I would be, like, maybe, like, a semester, a term of school? Yeah, I was thinking, like, like, three months. Maybe two months? Three months? Yeah. Um... Maybe in the dealing world, a school year is actually three months. Um, maybe. Who maybe. knows? Um, but yeah, this is their last year. They're upperclassmen. They're upperclassmen now. Uh, this, uh, they think about how rough the year was. They don't, or they think about how last year, they don't want to talk about Sartorius or cults or anything. Or but- space lasers. Yeah, that, or satellites. Uh, brainwash yeah. or kill you, depending mm. on what country you're from. Yeah. Uh, and they also, the word destiny. It was a very mm. Kyber's line right from the start. I don't want to talk about destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Do not say to me the word destiny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jane uh, looks out the window and he says, Oh, oh, fuck yeah. All my peeps from outer space are back. Yeah. Uh, and Hasselberry. Is that and like the line in that the That is the dub? line. That is what he says word for word. Oh, oh my God. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so for us it's like it's like a little different he's like just like you know having he's sitting there being like oh fuck yeah like fried shrimp i haven't had fried shrimp in ages this is so good blah 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 and then like when winged Krebu gives him a wave and like he doesn't say what it is he's like oh yeah and those guys as well and then just runs outside mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's then that we see that what the fuck he's talking about is all the neospatians on like the roof of Geo academia mm-hmm. and yeah, he just like books it to go talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to them all. Yeah. We get the new yeah. opening. Um, uh Sarah. Season in the dub. Thankfully the season two intro looked like shit. Yeah. This, uh, I I do want to I... say Bastion does not appear a single time in the dub <laughs> yeah, OP. You're, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> 
but we, we get a bunch of new characters that are also well if you see them the first time it's just flashing <laughs> yeah yeah i so obviously the japanese has like a new op song i i really really liked it but i think I'm not I'm not sure if that's because it's really really good and I really like the song or if it's just the relief of having like a new thing because it's like you know last season's OP it was fine but it was just really wearing on me and I feel so refreshed to have like literally anything else to listen to mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you know the the graphics are just kind of standard like patterns of the character designs and right. stuff yeah I mean I'm, I'm just saying exciting, this nice. be, like it looks decent for the dub just because the I really like the season 2 one was really bad to look at mm-hmm. uh, no. whereas now it's Rip. it's like this is adequate thank you for kids <laughs> it's the same song which I I still like the song yeah that's impressive um uh so uh What's... We we cut to the obelisk dorm or the mm-hmm. the society of light dorm, which is now being repainted to be the obelisk dorm again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they... There's like scaffolding all over it. All the like obelisk blues are like carrying paint buckets and bits of timber around the place. Yeah, we were correct in the finale. They aren't they aren't going to destroy the dorm and build a new one. They are just going to repaint it blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Chess is ordering everyone around. He's just like, yeah, paint this, paint that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's got a fucking megaphone. It rules. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Uh, and Alexis is doing a suggestion. Yeah, if she wants something to be done right, do it yourself and hands him a bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then one of the the fucking adult students up on the scaffolding scaffolding drops his paint bucket. So Chaz one pushes Alexis out of the way, which makes the paint that is in her hand splash all over him, and then also gets a bucket of paint on his head. Yeah, so he's just covered in blood yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And and also like he does wear the paint bucket for like a few mm-hmm. like moments, and I like to see it very yeah. much. Um, want to note that this is while sort of him and Alexis or Aska are having a sort of sort of soft argument where Aska's like, "Hey, like, did you, did you actually win GX?" Blah blah blah, and they're like talking about the thing. Um, mm-hmm from like last season where he's like i want gx and asuka's like only because judai let you yeah basically Mm -hmm. so which is still a thing and so after this and after he gets like paint splattered on him and after he gets asked to do any kind of manual labor he's just like fuck Fuck this this. i'm going back to the slifer dorm fuck (laughs) you obelisk blue sucks actually i hate obelisk blue i love it we we, yeah at the end of the last one he's like yes i can't wait to be back in obelisk blue and already not even five minutes into the new episode he already hates (laughs) it here and he wants to go back it's mostly because he just doesn't want to do any painting oh yeah and he doesn't he he can't stand the obelisk blue people making fun of him Mm. um so yeah he stalks off and the next scene I think honestly, I think this next scene is my favorite of this episode because it is uh, Cronus de Medici. And oh, this Julian scene! Yeah, it was confronting their boss with some very <laughs> sort of pertinent information. They're like, "Hey, sir, um, we've got a few questions about the Gen X tournament that you ran last year." Um, 
I don't know if it's the same in the dub, but basically for us, they're like, hey, you know the guy that with the death laser that came to our tournament? Like, hey, who, who invited him? Why did you invite this man? What, what is your relationship to the man of Sayo? And they're just kind of like quizzing him on all the like slightly shady shit he was mm-hmm. doing last season. And he's like sweating while these two are grilling him. It's a great scene. In the in the dub, they're like, we, we, uh, our lives were in danger, Chancellor Shepard, from all the, the space lasers and the, the duelists that were on the island. We, we are going to sue the school. Don't make me call my attorney, Mr. Shepard. Uh, shit, oh shit of God. that nature. So like they are, they're trying to shake him down for money. And then Chancellor Shepard's like, uh, what if I gave you a raise? And. Uh, promise not to ever bring up all of that shit ever again. And then they're like, okay, very good, thank you, bye, and they walk yeah. out. Yeah, and as they're walking out, they're just like, man, I can't believe that worked. I can't uh, believe he fell for that, I don't even have a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the German dub, it's the same, but um, yeah. just a question about the accents of uh, Crowler and Bonaparte. I know Crowler, ha- so Cronus has an, has an Italian accent in the Japanese. Does Bonaparte have an accent yeah. in any of the versions? He, no. I don't because think he has. Yeah, he just talks like Mike Pollock. He, he has a French accent in the German dub, so he's really French. Oh, oh my god! Oh, that's good. <laughs> fucking finally, some good fucking yeah. dubbing. S- somebody made their mind up before dubbing in Germany. <laughs> I'm glad for that. Uh, but they, uh, they're going out there celebrating this. Uh, what happens next? Jaden's just hanging out with the Neospatians. Uh, yeah. He's just sitting there talking to them and reminiscing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Actually, um, before we move on, I just wanted to mention that like after they leave um, uh, Professor Sh- Shepard's office, what's-his-face, oh, yeah. like, both like Cronus and Napoleon are like, ah, well, it could, because basically they have information that could just like get him completely taken down, but they just leave his office and they're like, ah, okay, well, he definitely won't fire us now. Like, they don't give a shit about the actual shady shit he's done. They just don't want to get fired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, at this point, uh, Jane's just talking with the Neospatians. Uh, 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 why am I forgetting his name? Uh, we get Cyrus. a really funny line. That, yeah. Yeah, they cut down to Cyrus, uh, yeah. who, uh, is. And Hasselberry, who Cyrus is like worried. He's like, "Oh no, he's talking. He's talking to like imaginary friends again." Uh, and Hasselberry says, word for word, "Creating imaginary companions is a natural part of the cognitive development of the adolescent mind." Mm. Oh my god! Yeah, it's <laughs> very actually a pretty good joke for kids. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just. I really like that. I mean, it is also, it is, like, concerning, but, like, I was kind of wondering because, like, last season we kind of went through all this Jill Spirit stuff and then, like, now he's going off and, like, talking to the news patients and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, no one else can see these. Mm -hmm. Like, he's the only, he's just, like, has all these new friends. Chaz can, Chumley can, but he's not here anymore. Mm -hmm. But, like, most people are, like, yeah, he's mm. just fucking bananas. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay. It's just a week. And it's, like, kind of tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, like, kind of, I'm interested to see where this goes, because we started, like, we're starting out this east and being like, oh, hey, like, no one can understand Nobody relates to die. Him, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and except Unless. for like, yeah, somebody who will mm-hmm. be in the next episode. Anyways, mm-hmm. this is, this is mostly a recap episode because it's the first episode of the new season. Yeah. Uh, I want to say I'd never seen Dark Panther before, and I don't like the way he talks. That seems. <laughs> oh my god! Kind oh, of right. Included. <laughs> Oh, I'm just gonna gosh. edit over that. We're gonna go past this, past this whole recap. Who gives a shit? To he's still talking to them, and he calls down. He he, he remembers that Neos and uh, Hasselberry worked together to stop the space satellite. And he's call, he calls down. And he's like to Hasselberry. He says, "Hey, Neos wants to say thank you for the help." Uh, <laughs> to which Hasselberry yeah. says, "Nanu nanu." And does he do this in the in the sub? Does he do the Spock hand thing? The, I, the live long and prosper gesture. I'm trying to find it. Because um, I don't remember this, but also a I lot might have like been a looking digital away. edit they did. Mm-hmm. I... It seems feasible. No, he just holds his hand up. He's just waving. Uh, yeah. He's just doing a regular I'm wave. not even sure if he does okay. it in the German one. <laughs> I don't remember Thanks either. Thanks kids. Because mm-hmm. is the... Um, is the German dub like a dub of the Japanese version? No, it's, it's version, a, it's a dub of the Fox it... Pocket version, but maybe they they changed something too. I'm not sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So um, we have the same opening yeah, music. Yeah, I mean, in maybe Germany, they based the the but... script off of the Four Kids version, but they they still use the visuals of the Japanese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Interesting. Yeah, because like I know the Brazilian dub is like a just a dub of the Four Kids version. Mm-hmm. Um. Because uh, it's got all the funny censorship in it. Yeah. Yeah, we we also get the funny censorship, of course. But I'm I'm not sure about the Spock thing. I think maybe they cut it out in Germany. <laughs> Germans don't watch Star Trek. Uh... Oh, that's wrong. Yeah. It's an unknown quantity <laughs> in, in Germany. Uh, um. So, uh, we think. Yeah, we we have like a little cut of uh Chaz like like cleaning himself off of like blue paint going back to the um red dorm uh which like leads into like a special chaz flashback mm-hmm. um and then like after that is over uh we sort of see chaz back in the red dorm yeah he's um, he's back in his his the uh addition that he added on to it but also somebody else is here yeah yeah um i don't did you well i don't know because four kids hates nudity um we get a scene of him being like oh hell yeah i'm gonna take a bath and like opens the door to the bathroom which is just a very big bath and he's naked oh um, they did not show that no, no, we didn't get they it. sure didn't yeah, we don't, they we don't very much that. didn't absolutely yeah not. thankfully mm-hmm. thank you for like, kids yeah well the thing like the um the bit of it in the sub isn't so much haha funny nudity it's like how dare you disturb me in my bath like it's not like it's not like yeah, oh, like she, she's taking I, up I, residence here, naked. and you're you're barging in on her. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, like <laughs> normal. Oh, thank God! Um, but yeah, that, that makes a little more we... sense. It's very for, comforting like, why they're yeah. arguing because uh, at this point Blair walks in. Blair, who uh, you yeah. know, you remember end of the last season, the, the, uh, the so annoying introduction, girl, like Rebecca Hawkins. Is... <laughs> Is the introduction of Blair in the dub just like they're sitting in the big living room downstairs and she walks yeah. in? Yes, that is exactly it. Okay. It yeah. is that shot. So yeah, in the sub, this happens after like the funny bath interruption scene. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Where Manjami's like, there's a girl in my bath! 
um yeah that's how we get introduced to our i feel like so i feel like she's the new sort of like new mascot character for this season i guess yeah, who knows oh i don't hope so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, yeah i don't and she doesn't know where to stay in the slice of red dorm so she's like well i could stay here in chez uh dudes rock no no girls allowed in here he does not want her at all mm-hmm. yeah this is his man cave okay they don't say man cave, but if this came out about five years later, he would have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10,000%. Um, yeah. Um, that's like pretty much it. Oh, at the end of the episode, we get like a cut to like uh, Chancellor Shepard in his office being like, ah, I must improve Judai's dueling skills yet more. I'm going to call some new characters to the island so the audience can get to know them and enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah, I need I need someone here to really whip him into shape. Somebody who's going to like discipline him. After all after these 2 years he's still in the slice of red dorm. He needs to improve. So I'm calling up my my associate, Professor Thelonious Viper. Uh, <laughs> I okay. love his name. He is Professor Cobra in the sub. Oh, mm. that's fun. Uh. I mean, fucking same name, whatever. But it's interesting because, like, the read of that in the sub is more like, oh, Judai grew so much when he was, like, dealing for the fate of the world against, like, the evil power of light. I'm going to make him grow even more. So he's kind of, it's instead of, like, oh, this guy sucks, it's like, oh, this guy rules, but he could rule even more. Uh, I mean, that is kind of the the vibe in the dub, too, where he's like, you are, like, probably the most talented duelist in the school, but you're still in Slifer Red. You you still have a lot of room for improvement. So I'm bringing in this fucking Mm. uh, felonious viper to to train you. (laughs) Who is the most evil looking man? Yes. Can, Can we talk about his hair, please? Because oh, he looks like a, an evolution of Tristan Taylor. Of him. <laughs> it's oh, I was thinking chemo. Yeah, chemo. Yeah. Again, I was yeah, I was thinking like if chemo was evil, mm-hmm. evil yeah. chemo be like. Well, wait. Well, chemo is chemo was like Pegasus's or maybe Kaiba's. Chemo, chemo with is the big morally neutral. He just he just he just does whatever Pegasus tells him to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's nice. I think he's nice. Mm-hmm. I think chemo is nice. He's simply he's just he's, literally he's nice. literally nice. Uh, um, so, do we want to go to the next episode? Yeah. Uh, what if we went to the Patreon? Zone? Sure, sure, we can do that. Hi, let me just go to patreon.com uh, forward slash uh, uh, people who give us money because did you know that people give us money? People give us as much as ten dollars a month. Um, yeah, and if you give us $10 a month, such as these people do, Danielle Kalaskis, mm-hmm. you can leave all that pause in, <laughs> Jazz Dumpster, Nero Wyvern, Pagliacci Protege, Sarvis, and Eruviru, we will shout your name out in the middle of the episode. Thank you very much to you. Oh, I just realized we usually do this after Queens of Games. Yeah, we I do. was wondering... I just- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it before. Because I don't Even have any sooner in the episode. Yeah, we can talk about uh-huh. video games th- between the next two episodes. Oh. Fuck it, let's do it. All right, cool, dope. <laughs> next episode, episode one hundred six: Judai and Johan of the Crystal Beast deck is the title in the sub. Uh, Season three, episode two: A Jewel of a Duel, part one. 
we we get a fucking opener for this one, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, yeah, uh, we we, we do. <laughs> Jaden, do you, also, do what's you want the, to play what's a game? The German, um, the, the German title is uh, Kluka and Bling Bling. Bling Bling. <laughs> yeah, bling, bling. I love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, we get a cold opening um, to a uh, well eye with a lot of veins around it, and uh, the void that, is calling out to Jaden. Yeah. Yeah. Why won't you play with me? Um, so in the word in the German version, it's why don't you talk to me? But I think the why don't you play with me one is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's sort of neither in the sub. It's just like the eye is just like oh, my beloved Judai, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's very ominous, very mysterious, and I want to know desperately what the fuck this is. Yeah, like, I would, this I would has like to know what's going on here, because we see this eyeball a lot over the ne- course of the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. And presumably we'll get to know this eyeball intimately over the course of the season. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of getting to know people, it's fucking boat time. Yeah. Uh, on the boat, it we get a little narration from one of the duelists. A duelist. man whose name we will eventually learn is Adrian Gecko. Is, yeah. He's, um, what is it? It's like Amon Garam? Oh, All right. Yeah. Or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And he he hates this cruise ship that he's on. There's nothing to do. There's nobody here except for, like, five guys. And uh, the only girl is a 500-pound crocodile named Shirley. And she only hangs out with Jim Cook. <laughs> they yeah. have not moved the whole time they've been on the boat. <laughs> She doesn't have a name in the sub. Aww. That's so good. Also, it's pretty It's pretty nice that uh, Kaiba got hooked up with that fast food sponsorship and put a five guys on yeah. the boat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All they've got is five guys and uh, he's allergic to peanuts. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, um, yeah, it's actually the opposite on the sub. In the sub, he's like, God, this boat is so fucking nice. It really, it, it's really weird that there's only five guys on it. There should be more guys on this boat. There should uh, be more girls. Yeah. Uh, but they're all crocodiles. That would really like <laughs> Yeah, there should be more yeah. crocodiles on this boat, if you ask me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so, uh, yeah, there's Jim Crocodile Cook, named after the colonizer. Very Australian man. So Australian that he carries a, a uh, crocodile everywhere. Uh, On his back, he has a special harness for the crocodile, whose name, again, is Shirley. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I'm just. It makes me so happy that the crocodile is named yeah. in, in the dub. Mm. She has like, also eyelashes, so you can tell she's a girl. It's good. <laughs> a girl crocodile. You see, she also has eyelashes in the sub, but that like that's just what she looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, you she's know. Just, she's, doing, she's doing her makeup. She's got mascara. She puts it on every morning. I'm I'm so um, proud of her. I also want to up uh, shout out a uh, member of Pot of Green Discord, Danny Dorado, for cosplaying Jim Crocodile Cook at NekuCon uh, yeah, last weekend. Yeah, oh, incredible. Cool. Yeah. Who's in the chat, by the way? Hello, Danny. We love you. I, I gotta it, look at that slapped. cosplay. Holy shit. Complete um, with Yeah, it's in Shirley. Builds Arts Craft. If I can, I'm pinning it right now. Let me just take the time out of the episode to pin this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it. Oh, Consider that's good. Pinned. That's really good. Oh, the inflatable crocodile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brain genius shit. Um, uh. and I feel like Jim Crocodile Cook, Cook really steals the show in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but, but he, he barely says anything, so but he seems pretty chill. I like him. 
Yeah, but Adrian says yeah. that those are the normal people. So we have even, well, worse pe people <laughs> on the ship. Yeah, there's... So, yeah, we cut to one of the cabins, uh, which is where Axel Brody is hanging out. Yeah. Uh, he's got his special dual disc that looks like a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it like a fucking... A gun. <laughs> it looks like a Nerf blaster. Yeah, it's yeah. a Nerf blaster. I love it. Oh, right, okay. So, in the sub, his name is Austin O'Brien. Huh. Oh. Both? Um, and I do... I okay no huh? go ahead go ahead yeah like I just want I'd like I want to shout out like this character design for being fucking in a sort of fucked up way like one of the first times in anime that I've seen a character who is recognizably black mm -hmm. and yet not a fucking caricature yeah. and I'm like I was like looking at him and I was like oh yeah yeah pretty good character design like black character like looks very cool and then I was like thinking about this and I was like. I've, like, not seen this before in anime. What the fuck? It's I think it's probably because he's explicitly supposed to be foreign. Um, mm -hmm. Which, I mean... Mm. They don't... It, like, it, if if he wasn't foreign, he probably wouldn't be black. Hmm. Yeah, because it's, like... Um, like... Fucking... Fuck, what's his name? Yeah, like, um, Tyranno Kenzin, like, has, like, a vibe, like, he maybe isn't white. But he also has like generic anime character face because he's yeah mm -hmm. like one of the main characters, mm -hmm. and you're like, mm, what's going on here? Um, but like yeah, Austin O'Brien, you see him and you're like, oh hell yeah, cool, yeah. black character, looks cool. Yeah, and uh, kind of sus though. At at first in the in the dub, mostly in his voice, I was like, ooh, that's kind of hmm, don't know how to feel about that. But uh, looked it up, he is he's voiced by a black person, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, mm. I'll, uh, this is just some four kids, uh, honky doing doing a, a voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in the sub he's voiced by a Japanese person. Right, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'll have to look them up at some point, probably in an episode where uh, this character is the focus. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what his deal is. Mm -hmm. Uh, <coughs> but he does put his dual disc in a holster at his side and quick draw it like a cowboy. It's so good. Yeah. So and he's cool. polishing his cards before. I was like, why would you yes. polish your cards? <laughs> they need to be well lubricated so that he can shoot them. Bah! Right up the... <laughs> yeah, for that quick draw. So like, it's to cut down on like the air resistance when he's like, sort of shuriken yeah. throwing them through the air. Um. Oh my god, this wasn't yeah, one like, of the thing Professor... in Duel Monsters, right? People throwing cards through the air. <laughs> like shuriken. I don't... Have we... Have we seen it in this show yet? Like, I'm not sure if we have it in the like class. Or twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, Professor, like, Cobra comes oh, in. Oh, yeah, that fucking, they that do fucking some French gambler shit. guy in, like, season. I think the beginning of season two did it. That guy. Remember? He threw cards. I do not remember. Well, uh, he did. Anyways, okay. this is when Professor Thelonious Viper walks in. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Thelonious Viper is, he's, it, yeah, uh, he's, Viper is they sus. explain that, like, Axel's sort of, like, a protege to him. They <laughs> specifically say teacher's pet, but, like, they do seem to be, like, working together. Uh. Well, they, they both came from West Academy, so, like. Right. They know each other beforehand, whereas none of these other new characters do. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, uh, Amon Garam is, you know, doing his 11am entering the town of Twin Peaks style narration, and he's like, ah, oh, but lastly, there is a ghost aboard this ship that I haven't seen. And Ooh, ominous. Very ominous. Um, but then Jim Crocodile Cook holds his crocodile above him, and I'm, like, in love again. Fully lifts the crocodile above his head. Also, every yeah. time that Jim is on screen and talking, they uh, they four kids has engaged the didgeridoo uh, systems. Yes, <laughs> fully blasting in the background. <laughs> oh no! Like it's because he's Australian. Like, I hit that, but also like you kind of kind of vibing with it. It it's... I don't know. I'm so conflicted. Well. He does seem to be a white Australian and not a Aboriginal, so it Yeah, if if they hadn't like used Chumley to like shit on Aboriginal people, then I would be more here for it, but their track record is not great. Mm-hmm. Um towards the nation of Australia. Um but actually we're worth mentioning here that uh in the sub, like Jim Crocodile's cook Jim Crocodile Cook's, like, bit is, like, saying uh, loads of, like, English words. Oh, that's fun. Um, that, yeah. I, I fucking love that it's when really they good. do that in anime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Just, like, very enthusiastically. Just, like, he barely says sentences, he just says words. That's me. That's me, I do that. That's podcasting. Mm. Um, yeah, then we get the OP... Yeah, Cut no. to the Slifer Red Dorm. Yes. Yeah. Cyrus uh, is in Obelisk Blue now. Yeah. Um, he is. And he he's... says, hey, hey, Hasselberry, don't you don't you notice anything different about me? And Hasselberry says, yeah, yeah, you're in your Obelisk Blue now. Congratulations, dude. No. Yeah. Wrong. I've it's got his, new glasses. Dude, my fucking glasses. <laughs> that look exactly <laughs> like his old glasses. It's so, like... Th- th- bro, they have the same glasses. I'm sorry, show, but like. <laughs> but yeah, um, he has come pretty far, hasn't he? Uh, I do. I like that. Like, what I has he done to deserve this? Yeah, that's the question <laughs> I had. To... I wasn't gonna question it, it honestly. Yeah, it's. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he... Okay, by his raw brother. yellow. Yeah. I can. I. I could kind of. I could kind of get raw yellow. Like he. He did. He put up some admirable uh, performances in season one. Season two, he's like he's still all right, but I don't think he's obelisk blue material by no, any means. It's just because he didn't get killed by Ryu. That's all. <laughs> Congratulations. He, he, he survived yeah. a life to death match. That's that's all. Congratulations, you lived. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a fucking scene. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's kind of like biblical with it or mm, some a shit. Little bit. Just very mystical he's in like the fucking spirit realm Jane, or some yeah. shit mm-hmm. except it's like the hell spirit realm where it's just the blasted plane of sand and wind ah oh, fuck I'm, I'm getting a fucking apocalypse prophecy vision again damn it i hate it when this happens to me yeah um yeah he like sees all his like friends in the desert but like they're made of sand and like he reaches out for them but the sand blows away and he's like ah and then he wakes up from his all, all five of them in sync say, I'm not June. feeling very good, Mr. Yuki. And they turn the sand. <laughs> mm-hmm. and Never all... going to stop so- telling that joke. 
Yeah, but in the, uh, in the dub we deal. also get the, the voice again we got on the cold opening. So don't you remember me? Why won't you play with me? And Jane's like, who are you? Where are you? And where am I? Oh, we don't get that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, when he wakes up, he's woken up by winged Karibo and we we meet a little friend as well. We meet an evolution. Dual kitty. It is an Eevee, yeah. though. It's it's a Pokemon. <laughs> Absolutely. Kind of an Espeon sort of look. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a uh, Ru- Rubyon. Ruby Car- R- Rubyon. Huh. Rubyon. Uh, Ruby Carbuncle in the dub. Uh, and Jaden meets this uh, very nice boy who uh, can also see dual spirits. He's got blue hair. Yeah. Uh, they sort of like talk excitedly about how they can both see dual spirits. Uh, and he explains he's like a new transfer. Damn. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. You're, they... you're really, you're really glossing over something here. Oh, right. We, uh-huh. he's got a southern accent. Uh, oh, honest, does he? Honestly, it's, he does. it's not as bad as, as uh, Tyranno's. Uh, his. Tyranno's a southern accent? It's why? just extremely inexplicable. It's like, why, why did they do this? Shouldn't he be from it upset me north? so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's he just has a southern who accent. Who decides? Who decides on these things at four kids? I, I want to know. Do I, they leave it to the to the the person doing the voice acting? Or are they like, hey, just go hog wild, do whatever you want? Well, Is Eric Stewart still the voice actor, uh, the, the main producer for this. Oh. By the way, just gonna note... Eric Stewart's the main producer for Eric, this? Eric Stewart was uh, in Dual Monsters, the one who was for yeah. the voice acting, Is... yeah. For the main voice Is... acting. Was he voice director? Damn. Yeah, I, I guess? think so. Okay, yeah. But I don't know if it's for GX2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at some credits. It looks like he and Julie Rath were the voice directors. So one of them decided he should have a southern accent. Oh my god. Thanks, Eric Stewart and Julie Rath. Uh... I'm looking at like, it. Um, could be worse, but it's still like, why are they doing this? This I'm, is like a major so like new character, and we already have one that has a southern accent. I am looking at uh, Julie Rass. This is not the kind of representation I want in my <laughs> I am looking at Julie Rass' uh, voice direction credits, uh, and uh-huh. she was, in addition to GX and Dual Monsters and 5Ds, she was voice director for a whole bunch of Sonic games, including Shadow the Hedgehog and Sonic 06. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you Sorry. for your service, Julie Rath. Um, yeah, so in the sub, um, Johan's, uh, voice, like, he has, like, a, a female, uh, fucking... Yeah. you. Um, uh, so, like, I'm, I, I, look at, I look at this and I'm like, ah, oh, he's fucking trans, let's go. Great. Um, but like he just has like quite a high voice and he's chill. Uh, so he seems it, nice. It, like, it does. I, I still. Yeah, I, he's just I, nice. I just have trouble getting past the southern accent as well. Mm-hmm. Like, is it outrageously southern, no. or is it just like well, no. what Argyle sounds like? It's not. I mean, that's not what I sound like. Okay, yeah. first of all, first of all, but second of all, yeah. I mean, it's not horrible. I guess it's not. 
but uh, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad to say in the German dub, it's everything normal. Absolutely normal. No accent, no no, no girly voice. Everything, just a normal guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a regular little kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing sus about him. He can see dual spirits, um, though, which is nice. He's just a, a normal, normal homosexual. Uh, <laughs> anyways, while, while they're talking, uh, the, the, the Black Void does once again beckon to Jaden. Yeah. It doesn't say anything this time. You just see the eye for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, like, they, they're sort of like, they're like, ah, oh, we can both see dual spirits. Welcome to Jail Academia. And, like, they shake hands and, like, they shake, first of all, they shake hands for, like, a very long time. They just, they, um, yeah, like, they clasp hands and just stare into each other's eyes. And they're like, have we met before? <laughs> yeah and like as they're like getting this like vibe from each other um the like jules like winged kribo and uh ruby on <laughs> like start fighting and brawling and i'm like okay okay like this is this is maybe foreshadowing some conflict i don't know about this um but the other thing i wanted to mention that like very much like stood out to me and i was like mm, 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 did eyes emoji at it is that like johan is like oh yeah like i've been able to see jewel spirits ever since i was a kid and dude i was like yeah me too and then he's mm-hmm. like wait what i could see like in his mind he's like when did i start being able to see jewel spirits again and like so i feel like we're gonna kind of oh. get a deep dive mm. into judai's past this i season. don't know if we got that on from, for Jaden from the what, second part yeah from what i know this will be a thing yes yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure it will be. I just don't remember them pointing out him, like not recalling when he was first able to see dual spirits. Yeah, like it's it's very quick. It's like half a line, barely. Um, oh, any- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We have to leave it in because we laughed at it. You don't. You can cut it. Uh, so yeah, so we we, see- we cut. Yep. I got you go. We cut to the the, the opening pep rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shepard introduces uh, all of the new students that'll be uh, joining them this year from the various global branches of Dual Academy. But not until after mm-hmm. uh, Blair does the Academy pledge. Oh, right. Yeah, she says the um the like pledge of dual allegiance mm-hmm. yeah we will respect our uh, professors as long as they don't try to take over the world that's what yeah. she says in German. <laughs> they also very explicitly state that all conflicts must be resolved through dueling that's mm-hmm. yeah. that's just a rule here <laughs> oh my god that's so good i think she just she's just like oh we've got to have pride as duelists and respect our opponents and like some other stuff like that it's kind of mm-hmm. vague um but I, I do like that she's just, like, come in here. She is literally child, and she's like, hi, I'm, like, the first-year representative for all of us. I'm like, oh, damn. Mm. That's that's quite a child. Oh, dear. I'm baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we get to meet some new friends. Like, we get actually introduced to them. Yeah, these are the top students from the other four dual academies from around the globe. Right. Yeah. Um, so for Dual Academy East, we've got Adrian Gecko. The guy with the pearls, and he was a little bit, well, annoyed of the cruise. He looks like an MTV VJ. And he's got 
He's got I, muscles. I, they all have muscles. Why do? Since when do Yu-Gi-Oh characters have muscles? I'm sorry, I didn't watch the other seasons from from the DX, but we've got Hasselberry, we have Adrian Gecko, we have Axel Brody. They are all ripped. Maybe um, Kaiba made the deal discs really heavy. <laughs> I think they. So, so you got to like lift them. The, the... Axel's in particular does look pretty chunky. Yeah. Yeah, like that custom like mm-hmm. Nerf gun. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. there's some uh real good uh what was I gonna say? Uh there's some real Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Uh we don't see it, but the gym classes at the various branches of Dual Academy are very uh demanding. Yeah, Fonda Fontaine yeah. is actually the she she runs a very easy gym class, but if you go to any of the other ones, mm-hmm. oh buddy. Yeah. Uh uh, you got a carbo load and all that, uh, but yeah, have we gone over everyone? No, we've East got Academy, Adrian Gecko, yeah. West Academy, mm-hmm. Axel Brody. I just want to say, Adrian Gecko, Axel Brody, Adrian Brody. Oh, no? hmm? are they going for something here? I don't think they are. <laughs> uh, I don't know who that is, Argyle. I'm sorry. He's an actor. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, no. he was in a very famous Neil Sissy Reagan video, but I don't know if that Brody came out Quest. yet. Just watch Brody Quest. Uh, I see. From South Academy, Jim, Crocodile, Cook. And from North Academy, Jesse Anderson, who, uh, is not here, apparently. Right. So, Jesse Anderson is the name of the blue-haired kid in the mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh cool um yeah but like jesse johan like isn't here he hasn't turned up um chess seems to know him somehow um i don't know chess was at dual academy north do they did they meet before or i mean chess has heard has just heard about his deck like he's got the crystal beast deck which his he knows about because his brother's company tried to buy it off of pegasus but Pegasus refused and mm-hmm. gave it to yeah. the tournament winner, who must be Jesse Anderson, of course. Yeah. We get... Chaz does some, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! lore explaining. He drops and some we, lore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we get introduced to a historical figure that... I don't know why that I never expected this person to be in, like, deep Yu-Gi-Oh! We've lore already gotten when, like, Alexander the Great. Yeah. Yeah, so, hey, welcome Ju- Julius Caesar to Yu-Gi-Oh! lore... <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and, well, was oh, in Egypt. He was in Egypt before, so well, we have got some connection at least. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the legend yeah. of this this crystal deck, a crystal beast deck, goes all the way back to ancient Rome. Julius Caesar himself gathered seven rare gemstones from the lands that he had conquered and was bringing them back to the capital on a boat. Uh, but the boat was uh wrecked in a storm and all of the the gems sunk to the bottom of the ocean and were never found again until a, a one mr maximilian pegasus uh dug them up and then used fragments of those gemstones to make the crystal beasts <laughs> so they're all like hollow foils <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> yeah uh um yeah he grind up the gemstones and mixed them in with like a kind of nail varnish cover and then just like painted them over the crystal beast mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh so yeah like Chaz says all that and then uh johan like busts in 
um, there's like a funny bit where Judai is like, "Oh, hey, it's you. You're you're the random friend," and Johan is like, "No, actually, I'm Johan. I'm the representative from Jill Academy North." Blah blah blah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, there's like some stuff. Yeah. Okay. So Professor Cobra comes in, mm-hmm. um, and immediately demands like a uh, what you call it match, exhibition match, display match, exhibition match. Uh, um, yeah, he pits Jane against uh, Jesse. Uh, he thinks to himself, "Time to pick my victims." Mm-hmm. Not evil at all. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. word for word. Normal, <laughs> normal dude. Um, Very normal I'm sure man. He's not up to anything nefarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he wants he wants um, Jesse to do it with the best student of Dual Academy, and Chess immediately stands up and accepts. <laughs> But and then Bobby means no, it's Jaden, and Jess mm-hmm. just falls upside it's down. So <laughs> and like, what I really, what I really like about this is that like Johan slash Jesse is like watching this, and he's just like, oh hey, Chess has got a little buddy as well, like referring to Jama Yellow, who's like hovering around the place. Mm. Um, Jess is yeah. Before um, go. Um, Jama Yellow appears and is like, "Yeah, Chess, but you will always be my number one." And then Chess is like, "Yeah, but you will always be my number three. <laughs> I love the I love the connection between the Ojamas and Chess. It's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's so good. I wonder who one and two are. Uh, Ojama Black Alexis. and Green. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, before uh, Judai and Johan like start dueling, uh, Professor Cobra gives him just 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 some normal little bracelets mm-hmm. as special presents. Yeah, friendship just, just, bracelets. They're just gifts. It's you fine. two are going to be Don't friends forever, it. and to commemorate this special moment, you're gonna you're gonna get bracelets for it. Are they actually friendship bracelets in the dub? No, no. He's just like here. Oh. Before you duel, you have to put these on, and they're just like okay, mm-hmm. whatever you say, Mister Viper. Yeah, um, yeah. Viper then uh, goes to this mysterious facility on the <laughs> island. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's, the, it's the lab that Wheeler was in, in season yeah. one or two, I guess. <laughs> That's what I choose to believe, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. They defunded it. I, I, I think it's another secret lab that they have on this island. Oh, of course. To be honest. It's, it's Kaiba's island, of course there's another secret lab. <laughs> Yeah, there's no limit to the amount of secret labs Kaiba has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got this weird compass, but inside is like... A cursed amulet. Yeah. It's a lava lamp. Mm-hmm. It is a lava... It is just a lava lamp. <laughs> yeah, he's got the... He's just got a football with, with orange goo inside, which, yeah, it does look like a lava lamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he puts it on the ground and it, it creates a big blue portal... I'm sure this is fine. It's normal. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> um, and yeah, then we sort of cut back to the where the duel is starting, and the, the duel starts. Yeah. It's crystal time. Yeah. Uh... I hope you like Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like, we are the crystal beasts. And mm. et cetera, yeah, et they'll always save the day, and if you think they can't, they'll always find a way. 
Uh, it, honestly, like literally, that is their entire mm. theme. Like it's it's they're fr- they're all friends with each other. Johanna is their special little Stephen. Mm, they're gay. Um, they're gay. They're all lesbians. Um, mm. and if they get killed or bonked, they just revert back to their gem and reach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, it really. It's li- li- Damn, Rebecca it's, Sugar ripping yeah. off Yu Gi Oh GX. <laughs> I mean, Rebecca Sugar watched a lot of anime, and yeah, she they she, love anime there. When she yeah. was writing up stuff for this show, she was looking at her list of influences. Number one, Magical Girl Utena. Number two, Yu Gi Oh GX. Of course, yeah, like, uh, I believe it. Not even a joke. <laughs> uh so the the first crystal beast that johan or jesse summons is crystal turtle or uh, emerald turtle uh which talks with joey wheeler's voice it's, oh my god he sounds like Philbert <laughs> from rocco's modern life he, he sounds what? he sounds like joey wheeler's voice actor doing like joey wheeler but as a dweeb like if mm. he was a huge nerd instead yeah instead of a jock He's, He's like, oh, oh, gee, I don't know about this one, boss. Oh my God. <laughs> he, he talks, like a, See, talks for... like a nerd in German, too, but it's more like, well, very shy and int- intimidated, <laughs> but not with a Brooklyn accent. Huh. For us in the sub, he, I mean, it's, it seems like normal, but like sort of sounds like a sort of older, wiser man. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Makes sense. But what, what does he say in the, with this voice? <laughs> Oh, he's just like, oh, what's this, Johan? Where are we? Here are all these kids. Ah, because mm. he says um, he's afraid of so many people in the dub, and Jesse suggests him to imagine them in underwear, and then he's like, mm. Are you Fucking sure? Ah, uh, bo- more boxers or more like strings? And I was like, Oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We get the underwear part in four kids, but we don't get the boxers. And okay. Part. <laughs> Okay, the German one was worse. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this fucking the brain genius of the Yeojiang German job. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the duel continues. Uh, Jaden's doing really good. He brings out his like Neo Spatians. Like, there's Aqua Dolphin. I. This is the first time I noticed Aqua Dolphin has sexy boots. I did also Aqua- notice this for the first time. <laughs> See, mainly I just noticed that Aqua Dolphin is like cheeked up. He is cheeked he up. He's cheeked up. We we did notice that he, in the like first every episode he, he was in. Mm. Uh, but the the boots, that's the first time. That's almost, I mean, well-known fact. If you were wearing just boots, that's more nude than being completely naked. Yes. No, yeah. Like, the inherent eroticism of having clothes on cannot be underestimated. Mm. Uh, this is my thesis statement. Uh, um, yeah. The, the like the one note I really have about to make about this duel is that like they're they're like dueling 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 uh, and then at some point it turns out that like Johan has no cards in his deck that can like destroy an opponent's yeah. monster because he's nice and he would never do he's that. He's nice. He doesn't like to do it, and he likes to fi- like see what other people's monsters are so he can figure out how to play around them. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. It's 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 cute and it, and like everybody starts comparing him to Jaden because like Jaden is also just in it for the fun of the game. Yeah, like they, yeah, they're two parts of a whole. They're just uh, nice. 
And also, think, Jesse like, does again, talk to all of his crystal bees. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, he talks to all of them. They all have Which is, weird voices. Yeah, we could, like, get to it. But it's just, like, yet again, like, for another season kind of in a row, like, they've introduced a either antagonist, friend, rival character who is, like, the same as Juden, but, like, twisted in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he can also see dual spirits, but, like, is more in tune with that than Judai was. Like, he's very yeah. connected to his deck, but, like, even more than Judai was. He's just, like, Judai plus. Yeah. yeah. Judai premium. Yeah, like, Aster was, like, kind of the, the twisted elemental heroes, like, the, like, really competitive like cranked up mm-hmm. uh this is like his spiritual side <laughs> uh come to get him yeah yeah uh, yeah um i don't think there's much to talk about uh with uh the rest of this part of the duel um does anyone yeah, have anything to say uh, uh when jesse's monsters are destroyed they go into the spell zone yeah as crystals yeah. like they revert to just a crystal form mm-hmm. uh, and this mm-hmm. can be used for special effects i've right. played this archetype in the game before uh oh. it sucks shit it's not great <laughs> no no that's not that's <laughs> not right i played this one in cup of greed this year and i got yeah. to round two so it, it works you have to just it, yeah good deck <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, it probably, it, it's probably better than a lot, uh, you know, you know, uh, Arcana <laughs> Force, but I still don't think it's it's any great shakes. Like it doesn't. Anyways, yeah, I, I like I like how it, it works ask, that like, with the, with the spell and trap card zone. The more monsters you get in your spell and trap card zone, the better you get. So the first you have to survive for the first few rounds, and after that it gets better and better. And if you have the special cards in the end, then everything works out very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... So, like, what just... I, I was wondering this during the episode, like, what the... What do the monsters do when they're in the spell zone? Um, the, the main Nothing. Effect... They don't really do anything. It's just you need a certain amount of these crystals in your spell zone to, like, make special oh, effects right. happen. Yeah, the, the main effect works uh, with, yeah, the, with the field mm-hmm. spell that uh, Jesse plays later. So the field mm-hmm. spell is the main, main card you need, and then the more crystals you get, the more effects the field spell gets. That's, that's the main mm-hmm. idea about this whole archetype. And you have, uh, I think, with Ruby, you have one uh, one special effect where you can summon monsters directly from your spell and trap card zone, and as much as you like, and suddenly you have all your monsters on the field again. That's mm-hmm. that's really nice. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and like all the monsters, pretty much are like four star under, so you can just summon them on their own, right? Yep. Right. Like, I don't think a single one of them, except for like the dragon, needs to, needs a sacrifice. Yeah, you can you can summon them all at the first turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways they're both just having a ton of fun dueling each other they manifest their super saiyan auras uh and they're staring yeah. they're staring lovingly into each other's eyes <laughs> uh meanwhile back at the secret lab uh thelonious viper is surrounded by just the whole room has been covered in black slime and goop and the orange slime and he's laughing evilly and i'm sure it's nothing yeah uh do we want to talk about video games or move on to the next one um, We're already an hour in, Sarah. I do not have a video game to talk about, but I am happy to listen to people talk about video games. All right. Then let's get our game on. Uh, yeah. Francisco, do you have a, your guest? 
Um, yeah, so anything to talk about? I, I haven't been playing anything lately because, well, I've been mainly playing the game of life, including a promotion at work and more responsibility and uh, more money, but also less time at home. Um, but I, I oh, big mate, me too. <laughs> but I would like to take the chance to talk about a game series that I really, really like, and uh, I think it hasn't been featured uh, here before. Um, it's called The Longest Journey Ooh. and Dreamfall. Ooh. It's I think it was a multi-platform game. Um, started, but I played it on the on the computer. Um, it's made by a Norwegian uh, game studio called Funcom, and it was started in the well around 1999 and the 2000s. Um, first game oh, wow. is yeah, it's, it's really old, but I, I like the the whole franchise and it, it's really nice. So the first game is the longest journey. Um, it's a point and click adventure, more or less. Um, you play as a female protagonist, April Ryan. Um, who just started college and is kind of unhappy with well how how her life is going so far. Um, she had a difficult childhood, having vivid dreams uh, of magical creatures and strange places. And throughout the game, she learns that she's a shifter, um, so a person who can go from our world, well, more technical industrial world that's called Stark, into the magical world of Arcadia. And um, the balance between these worlds is well kind of getting out of hand throughout the game. And, um, well, there's the guardian of the balance that needs to restore um, these, this balance between the worlds um, to stop the leaking of magic and technology into the other world. So April, well, has to solve this, this whole problem. And, well, after she's, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's it's really nice story, more or less storytelling, uh, um, a coming-of-age game. Mm focused on her and um, in the next game that's called Dreamfall she's still one of the main characters but um, the p player gets also to control um, two other characters Zoe Castillo who's now the main character and Kian Alvane and um, they're, well, they're really nice characters a really nice story and um, what's nice about Dreamfall and the next one Dreamfall chapters um, is that you can make decisions in the game and mm. these decisions influence the story and also the endings you get at the end. So, well, I like storytelling games and point-and-click adventures. And the well, the far, more far you get in the games, the better also the graphics get. So Dreamfall Chapters is beautiful to look at. <laughs> uh, it's it's really, I think, it's so, I don't know the, the date it uh, was produced, but it's newer, I guess, than The Longest Journey. So it came out in 2016. So... Well, it's mm. more used for us now. And I really like the story, and I played all the games at least twice, I guess, as, especially chapters, because you can do so many things and have so many decisions that you can get so many endings and stories. Um, that's it's, it's really nice games. And if you have time and uh, some money, then just, well, look at it. I think The Longest Journey is really cheap at Steam uh, mm. at the moment. And, um, well, the later versions... Mm. Uh, of course, a little bit more expensive, but really, really nice games, and yeah. uh, a lot to discover. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. uh, to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I Who wants to go next. I'll go next. Uh, I've been playing a couple different games. Uh, I finished Yakuza Five, started Yakuza nice. Six, nice. Uh, and I have also been playing a game called. Get in the car, loser. Uh, <laughs> get in the car, loser is in, I mean, I only played one session, but it's really neat. It's in, it's an RPG road trip adventure. Uh, you play as, uh, this, these like 
this like group of uh of college students, well fantasy college students, it's uh who are trying to like save the world from the uh from this uh rising like machine cult. Uh it is a uh it is it's got this very blatant uh queer attitude to it. It's wonderful. Uh uh the whole thing is like the for the sort of like forces of good uh, believe that uh they shouldn't do anything or they'd be just as bad. So uh these uh three queer young adults have taken it in their hands to uh save the world. It's very fun. It's got like this cool battle system. Uh there's really really good music, very fun writing. Uh it's like this sort of mix of like RPG battles and like visual novel dialogue and like you're having the dialogue while driving, so while that's going on you're like choosing which routes to go on. It's cool. Mm. Uh it's completely free, although there you can you can buy uh on Steam, the, uh, sort of, like, s- bonus chapter for it that, uh, that's, like, a beach episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Go play it. It's amazing. Sounds cool. Alright. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hello. Uh, yeah, I- I've been mostly playing more Metroid. I haven't had a ton of time to game the past couple weeks, but, uh, I'm just working my way through the other 2D Metroids at the moment. Uh, I want to... So I, I've played Zero Mission, Super, and AM2R, another Metroid 2 remake. Uh, Zero Mission, pretty good, I, I gotta say. Um, I think probably my favorite of the three that I've done so far. Uh, re- a really short one, too, so you can just kind of blast through it in a couple hours. Uh, definitely the definitive version of Metroid 1. Just don't even bother with the original game. Yeah, Metroid Zero uh, Mission. AM2R. What's up? No, I-, I was just saying Metroid Zero Mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AM2R. Uh, very good. Obviously, uh, you're gonna have to find out where to get that on your own, because it's, uh, Nintendo, being Nintendo, uh, got it taken down. Uh, mm-hmm. but... It is also very, very good. I, I think I mostly just got frustrated with some of the Metroid fights, just with uh, how exacting they are. I mean, this is a continual problem through the series, not exclusive to AM2R, just kind of unclear, like, how much of a... just They're, they're very... They require very precise shot placement when you're fighting these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're fighting these things all the time, it, it gets to be a real problem with AM2R. It's it's not even like hard. It's just uh, frustrating. Um, Super Metroid, uh, at this point, is the oldest one that I'm going to be playing. Uh, so it really shows that. I gotta say, um, just with the the kind of lack of modern conveniences that a lot of the newer games have. So like, it doesn't even have like grabbing onto ledges which all of the other ones i'm playing will have uh it, it doesn't like the map is not as good it just doesn't like show as much information to you uh, the secrets are a bit more obtuse the level design is more hostile uh it, it's i think it's still fine for the most part i think it's still pretty good but it is 
um it, it does have some pretty frustrating parts that uh like i i think it is just generally can be a frustrating game mm-hmm. and i'm almost at the end of fusion now uh i never played fusion before i never played am2r either uh, but fusion i'm i'm digging it i i think it's pretty pretty good uh it is i mean certainly more linear than a lot of the other ones but i think it's fine being more guided cuz i mean dan was there i was completely lost in super for a while uh it is not a great feeling uh where fusion has more of a uh, more of a a hand at the the till like telling you where to go um it's very difficult uh it's a it's a lot more punishing than any of the other ones that i've played uh so you you really need to be careful whereas it feels like in other games you are expected to get dinged just you know going through the the scenery and losing health and regaining it now you will you lose so much health when you get hit that it is not viable to keep that health topped off with just the pickups that you get from enemies so you really need to avoid getting hit like at all costs mm-hmm. so uh, a very interesting like trade off in and like it is generally less hostile than say super metroid like you are more able to go through the scenery without getting hit but it is like it, it can be frustrating i've died probably more times just navigating than i have in any of the other games just because it, it is like it, just the attrition will wear you down but uh otherwise i think it's pretty good all right and uh i'm i'm cool. looking forward to replaying dread already because <laughs> th- then I'm, I'm i'm gonna play dread and then i'm gonna go through all the prime games and then uh other m unfortunately <sighs> yeah so nice. yeah that's what i've been doing all right i'm i'm nodding i'm like ah video games uh yeah so... that's video games yeah um, yeah i just um in between <laughs> pretty sure that in between last episode and this episode i've just like spent the week working on dairy girls so i just want to <laughs> give a shout out to Dairy Girls and tell all our listeners that Dairy Girls is the most excited I've ever been to work on something because it's, it's a so fucking, fucking cool. amazing show and I've never seen the show but it, it's pieces. so cool that you're, you're doing, cool doing Dairy Girls mm-hmm. um, <laughs> if you want to know what the vibe of Northern Ireland is like as a country Dairy Girls represents it like perfectly all right um i'll have to watch so it. yeah you should watch season one and two before season three comes out and then when you do watch season three you can see some cool things i made in it. Do Le- yeah do the leo point at the screen and say hey i know the person who did that <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's talk about the rest of these uh Yu-Gi-Oh episodes <sighs> haha uh, yeah we're not gonna shout out our patrons we already did that we already we did. already did that <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you we did that 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Episode 107, New Species versus Crystal Beasts. Uh, season 3, Episode 3, Jewel of a Duel, Part 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Season 3, Episode 3, Klunker und Blingbling, Teil 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly just duel for the mm-hmm. first, like, two-thirds of this episode. Yeah. Yep. He summons um, Amethyst Cat. Obvious. I love Amethyst Once again, cat. Steven Universe ripping off. You, Amethyst turns into a cat all the time. Mm-hmm. Obvious. Inspiration. Oh, yeah. Fucking, yeah. Um, 
Then Jesse, Jesse uh, plays. Yeah, Jesse's cat does say, he'll make a perfect snack. I haven't had fresh meat in the cat's age. Holy then, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she, she, again, they're all way more normal in, like, the, the sub. Like, they still have, like, kind of, like slightly goofy voices like they each have their own distinctive personality but it they're, like they're not like goofy voices i think the tiger is the most normal one topaz tiger yeah um, yeah it's also yeah. the best one because it gains attack points when you attack so you get uh, from mm-hmm. 1600 to 2000 that's that's nice <laughs> yeah amethyst cat can attack Jaden directly with half attack points uh so it does scratch him right across the face yeah, yeah, like like specifically whenever she does it, like she leaps at him and leaves a load of scratches across his face, mm. and like, it's it's nice because it's like she's dealing him damage, but it's not like a huge amount of damage to be like fucking torturing him. He's just like ow 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 ow, and it's like quite funny mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh this is when Johan plays his his like Rainbow Coliseum or I don't know what it's called card his his field spell. Mm. It's the Pompeii spell. It's the spell that says, let's go to Pompeii. Yeah, but it's, yeah, that's, he that's says, later. hey, we're back in ancient Rome. That's, I think it's later, because first Jaden also does some some things with his yeah. new spaceships. He uh, plays na- new space Flare Scarab, I guess. Yeah. And then oh, yeah, he, he has some Flare elemental Neos. hero Flare Neos that has 4,600 attack points. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Normal. Yeah, completely normal. And yeah. then he, I think, he plays Last Resort. Uh, so, yeah. Right. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I love the card art for Last Resort because it's it's. Oh yeah. Uh, just a picture of Papa Roach. It's no, a, it's um, it's a it's like a lawn chair, like a beach chair sitting on the moon. It's, it's yeah, a cute little pun. <laughs> oh my fucking god! I just got it. Mm-hmm. Christ. And oh. then he can activate the field spell. So then we get Ancient City of Rainbow Runes. With the perfect right. special effects for the whole deck. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, um, uh, meanwhile, the the Viper, have... Viper is still doing evil shit with the goo. Oh god, yeah. 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 Still lava lamp time. Mm-hmm. Um, the next note I have is that Edo Phoenix comes in and tells them a, a story and we get to see some special friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I do want to point um, out that before, before that, Jesse summons uh, Amber Mammoth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber Mammoth has six tusks, which are horrible to look at, and it also has, uh, it does an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, which I oh. hate to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Voiced by Sean Schemmel doing a Schwarzenegger voice. Some- Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Sean Schemmel. <laughs> uh, he, someone, so, at one point, a clip of this guy, this, this mammoth, uh, attacking stuff and doing his voice, showed up and someone like asked him, Hey, why did you do this voice? And Sean Schemmel's response was they said, do a Schwarzenegger voice, and I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's literally yeah, this is four kids telling them to do these voices because they're like, yeah, this will be funny. This will be funny if Jesse has a southern accent for no goddamn reason. Um, and then just telling the wow. voice actor to do it. And they're like, well yeah, fine. As long as I get paid. <laughs> The the brain genius's voice direction from four kids over here. God. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, like, uh, Edo shows up, like, sits down and is like, ah, oh, the crystal beasts, I know a story about those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of, like, 
tells the gang, which is like Sho and and Kenzen and Manjame sitting in the things. Um, yeah. They're like, oh, once I was at Pegasus's house at a party, and Pegasus came up to me and was like, oh my he god, was wine drunk, and he so just good told at- me all about this deck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's such that vibes of like just wine mom starts ranting at you at a party, and you're like, okay, yeah, dude, sure. Um, but at least it's wine this Pegasus- time. It's not milk in the glass. <laughs> milk drunk. <laughs> Uh, it's orange um, in the dub. I think it's orange. It, it's orange. It's red in the German dub. So they do he's, additions. Okay. He, he's <laughs> drinking whiskey <laughs> out of a wine glass. Oh, oh. <laughs> god. Yeah, he's he's moved on to like higher levels of alcoholism. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pegasus tells Edophenix that like, oh, you're only the fifth duelist I've seen with like such intense dealing mojo. And then he starts. He lists the other four. Mm. <laughs> he, um, he literally says you're in my top five and asks like well yeah. who's, who's your top five duelists and yeah he lists them uh yeah so number one yugimoto is of course yeah. oh fuck sorry i knocked over my mic oh. Oh. um number two of course Sedokaiba. everyone's <laughs> of course of course it's mm. number three uh joey wheeler I really love this shot of like, of GX era Joey Wheeler and his like cool shirt. See, I don't think this is GX Joey Wheeler mm-hmm. because like the shot of like Yugi, well, I guess Yami is like Geo Monsters era Yami. The mm-hmm. shot of Kaiba is like, you know, right. the Kaiba we know. I just think they just chose to draw Joey really cool mm-hmm. because with a different shirt. If they had like, Picked a regular picture of Joey. He doesn't really look very cool, right? <laughs> yeah, but but where did they get this 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 shirt? Why does Joey get something else? I, I was was really confused when I saw this. Yeah, it's like, like Yugi and Kaiba have their signature looks, yeah. and Ka- Joey's wearing a completely different shirt. It's not the white one with yeah. the blue stripe. He doesn't have the green jacket. Like what's going? They on? They needed to make him look cool, I guess. Uh, like I don't know. Like this looks like something from like the manga that like Takahashi would have drawn because like Takahashi drew them like lounging around and sitting in cool mm-hmm. poses for like you know starter pages and ending yeah. pages and where they like all looked really cool. Like this just looks like a Takahashi original. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see it a lot. Yeah. Anyways, I think it's extremely funny that Pegasus includes Joey in this list, and I think it would have been even funnier if he hadn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or if he was like number five yeah, yeah but, but joey's number three with a fourth rate deck always remember <laughs> yeah uh aster um, is number four and then aster asks well who's number five and he, he tells him about jesse yeah yeah he saw him at a regionals down south uh and oh my god is that why he has a fucking <laughs> do they say down south because he's got a fucking southern yes. accent oh no Christ. Yeah, that that's not in the sub because it's. I'm assuming it's in Japan or some shit. It's in um, it's in Osaka. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I went to yeah. Osaka for a tournament. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, while uh, while Jesse was dueling, uh, his like briefcase that he had like these super special uh, Crystal Beast cards in, it just started glowing in his presence, and he knew this guy's destined to have these cards, and he gave them to him. This is, this is like that, the fucking 
the post that's like, I saw a man so beautiful, I, I started crying and had to give him all my money immediately. <laughs> like, I had to give him all my, my cards. I had to just give him my most valuable special cards immediately. Um, so yeah, like he, he, like this deck picked Jesse. That's why he came. Yeah. He, it was not for sale. Uh, it it had to go to him. Mm-hmm. Like that, they have a special bond, like wacky glue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, that's um, what Hassleberry says. Anyways, uh, wait, literally. Yeah. Fuck. When Aster's like, "Oh, him and his deck," he has a special bond. Hassleberry says, "Oh, like that wacky glue." Jesus I Christ! Know. See, this is why. You like you you dub watchers make a funny joke about like what if they said and I'm like oh do they say that for real because half the time they do, Christ. Mm. Um, uh, th- at this point, well, this actually happened before. I'm just gonna say it now. Uh, Thelonious Professor Thelonious Viper walks back in. He's he's in the building and Chancellor Shepard's like oh hey Professor Thelonious Viper welcome back where have you been? And he's just like ah oh, forgive me Chancellor I've just been away doing evil but don't worry I've been observing the duel very closely. Oh my so god! Just like, oh okay, yeah, sure, dude. So he literally says that you're gonna again. You're gonna have to clarify. I don't think he actually said that. He just said he I didn't actually say that. I was busy. I I would have believed you. Uh, um, uh, he he does think to himself, however, that uh, about how he's been harnessing like their dual energy to fulfill his wish and sacrifice it to the void or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been yeah foing, facing off. Mm-hmm. Against each other. Yeah. Charging the crystals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. They're charging... Um, yeah. They're- yeah. Uh, the duel goes on for a <laughs> while. Jaden uses, like, this card that's, like, something cocoons. Crystal cocoon? Cocoon party. Cocoon party. Cocoon party. Yeah. And, uh, basically it lets him get, like, little cocoons Babies. with baby versions of Neospacians. I really love looking at them. There's, like, a, a tiny jaguar, tiny glomoss... Uh, the, the hummingbird. The, yeah, hummingbird. the hummingbird just looks like a little bird, just a normal bird. I love it. So good to see. I'm going to post these right now because I love looking at yes. them. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Look but like the, the sort of the bit for the last part of the deal here is that like Johan implies that he has like a super special rare ultra mm-hmm. rainbow dragon ace card. Mm-hmm. Um, and Judah is like, oh, well, I really want to see that card, so I'm going to have to duel harder so that you'll have to use it. And I'm like, have to that force kind it of out. like. And he, he's like, yeah, well, I need all of my, uh, all of my crystal monsters out to do it. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, um. After Jaden plays Cocoon Party, uh, Jesse plays is able to bring Ruby Carbuncle back, and Ruby Carbuncle allows him to resummon all of his monsters, and they all attack. Uh, I just I'm just pointing this out because Ruby Carbuncle attacks by shooting a laser beam out of its mouth, and I think it looks very funny when it does it. Wait, doesn't it shoot it out of its tail? No, out of its mouth. I I'll pull up a screenshot right now if I need to. Uh-huh. I I'll I'll check it out later, but I believe you. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Later on, uh, so he, he finally has all of his crystal beasts out, so it's time for him to summon his ultimate monster, the Rainbow Dragon, the guy you've been waiting for. Uh, he does a limp wrist at, at uh, Jaden, uh, and then all of the crystals <laughs> shoot into the sky and make a giant rainbow. Yeah, there, there's like a there's like a big dramatic like silhouette of a dragon. 
And then Johan is like, and this is where I'd put my rainbow dragon. If he had one. If, if I, I had, had one. one. <laughs> <laughs> if he had Um Yeah. And yeah, like just when the kidding. dust clears, um Johan second name is lying dead on the jewel arena. Mm. He doesn't have one yet. <laughs> yeah, he's, he says, well, I, I would have summoned it, but I don't actually have it in my deck yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jaden blushes. Mm. That's so cute. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the whole crowd boos and is completely pissed because he didn't summon this dragon. But Jesse's just sorry that, yeah. well, he doesn't have it and has it and he's sure that it is somewhere out there, but he doesn't know where. <laughs> Yeah, nobody knows where it is. The legend says that it's, uh, you know, in some stone tablet. Who would have guessed? Yeah, welcome back uh, to Dual but... Monsters. Stone tablets are a thing yeah. again. Yeah, but as soon as they find it, Pegasus wants to turn it into a card. So if anybody yeah. knows where the stone tablet with the rainbow dragon is, please tell me. <laughs> Write me an email. Send me yeah. a mail. Yeah, at me. Um, and that's pretty much it um yeah the, like the two professor of them, cobra comes up and is sus a bit yeah they shake hands and their crystals glow a little bit yeah yeah They're charging up mm. uh yeah uh and this is uh. viper comes out and says uh that he's going to be scheduling mandatory duels every single day to test the students and he's going to be observing them Mm. Yeah, and then Crowler and Bonaparte are like, "Our special crystal." (laughs) Crowler and Bonaparte are like, "Ah, he scares the students, but that's our task. We should scare them." (laughs) God. Oh no, my job security. (laughs) Um, Uh, And then the end of the the episode is just Jaden and Jesse hanging out on the roof talking dual strategy. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're dating (laughs) now. They're like twins, two Jaden's. They're closer. They're like poetry. They rhyme. They're closer Mm -hmm. than brothers, and they always have to fight each other. Yeah, yeah, because they like it. That's what they like. Yeah, they're into it. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. That's episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, shall we do question time? We have a few questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you we do, yeah, I've got the Twitter open here. If we want to take this, yep. Okay. Um, so, first of all, on the Twitter, uh, at Holly Iridescent, trans rights or human rights on Twitter.com asks, is this a good setup to Jaden and Jesse's future potential homosexual relationship? Yeah, we got a great meet cute. They had their first date. Uh, uh, I'm very excited to see where this goes. Yeah. They held hands for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And the second be a dragon smoocher, Happy Rovember on Twitter asks, "Hey, figure out what crystal beast you are in three easy steps. So let's all do yeah. this together. Um, so number one is your birthstone. Um, Amethyst, I think ruby. I'm a garnet. I don't know. February. What's February? Um. That's know. Amethyst. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Argo. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's also mine. Num- number two is your favorite animal. So for me, that would be Capybara. Uh, well, uh, probably ant or alligator. Mm-mm-mm. I take a dog. Yeah. 
And then number three is the three digits on the back of your credit card. Well, four twenty sixty nine. Uh, yeah, for me it's four twenty. It's as it's six six six. Two two two. Um, oh, I thought nice. it'd be six twenty one for you, Dan. <laughs> oh, I guess it. Shit, you're right. I was I was lying to hide my information, but it is actually six two one. I can't believe you would lie to hide your information. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all our Twitter questions. What do we have on Discord? On the Discord, first up from Sam Hammer, Sword Soul, Samurai Sam. It's crystal time. Which crystal beast do you think would make the best spiritual essence amplifier or something? Hmm. Uh, so, like, which of the seven that we saw? Yeah, which one would make me charge up in J.O.? Uh, I think the mammoth. I think it would be the mammoth. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go... Mm, like. Yeah, the mammoth, it's... It's very powerful. It's gotta be mammoth. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, next up from PPZ Z Paladin, what rock is best for banishing? And by that, I mean head bonking. Mm. I mean, it's gotta be diamond, right? Yeah, it's the hardest one. Is was there a diamond one? There was not. No. no. Okay, but like in general. Okay, so if we're just kind of um, expanding this to like all rocks, then. I just think a nice chunky piece of granite. Mm. Hard. Good. Good. Yeah, one. true. Slightly yeah. radioactive. Uh, granite is nice. I mean, you can't. Mm. I don't know if this counts, but you can't do this on concrete, so. Concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, next up. Oh, uh, Francisca, do you have. Do you have I think one? concrete is also a good answer for me. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> Uh, Shadow Sandbag, Norman Mann. Um, what's the best rock? Nice. Uh, no? Spelt G-N-E-I-S-S. It's just pretty nice. It's pretty nice. I am partial to Amethyst, just because both it's my birthstone and because I like purple. I'm thinking... Geodes of all shapes and sizes. I think geodes are pretty dope. I love... Do those count? I like I, I like sapphire. Uh, I, like I would have too. said sapphire too because yeah, blue. My yeah. my color is blue also, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also from Shadow Sandbag, uh, have you ever gone to see a bunch of cool rocks? The New York Natural History Museum has a whole bunch, whole hall of minerals I got to visit recently, and it ruled. No, but um, the- I. Um, I occasionally, uh, whenever someone comes to visit me and we go and see the Giants Causeway, um, and I just want to say to our listeners, you know, when you watch Dairy Girls and inevitably sort of fall in love with the nation of Northern Ireland and all its turbulent history and you want to come visit us, um, if you go to the Giants Causeway, you can get in for free by just going around the side of the building. You don't have to pay <laughs> to go to see the cool rocks. You can just literally go around the building. You, they're only allowed to charge you for going into the building, so just go around it and it's free. Uh-huh. It's free rocks. Nice. Free, free North Ireland uh, tips from our friend Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, but that does remind me. I gotta visit the Boston Museum of Science again someday. I haven't done that since I was a kid. Uh, yeah, I haven't been to a good museum in a long time. Yeah. Um, Have you seen a nice rock? Yeah, I see nice rocks sometimes. Actually, uh, when... Me and Audrey met up. Uh, we were just walking around the the campus where I went to school, 
We went into the the school of geology. They have some cool rocks in there, actually. Yeah. My my university had a mineralogical collection, so a lot of cool rocks. Really, really nice. Yeah, somewhere. Nice. Yeah, we, they, there's also like dinosaur fossils and shit. I don't know. I don't even know if they're real ones, but like they they have models at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but they do have actual rocks, so you can look at the rocks. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh. Next up from Hornmeister, which character is the most likely to eat a rock on accident, and who does it on purpose? Uh, I think Hasselberry does it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He he's he's done some uh, geology, some uh, archaeology as well, some some paleontology. I think he would he would eat a rock on purpose. Uh, See, Chaz. I was would, thinking Chaz would do it on accident. Yeah. But, like, Chaz would, like, drop his sandwich onto the gravel, get it all covered in gravel and, and little rocks, off. and then just pick it up and eat it. But I don't know if that counts as on accident or on purpose. Mm. Hmm. I think Jane would eat it on accident, just by eating very, very fast and very too, and far too much. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, he's just, like, eating a bunch of fruit off the ground for some reason, <laughs> and he accidentally picks up a rock. Yeah. You, like, sort of throw a pebble in his general direction when he's, like, inhaling his breakfast and he just eats that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, next up, from Kirby the Cleric, metamorphic sedimentary or igneous rock, which is the coolest kind? I don't know enough about rocks to tell you. I'm, I'm partial to igneous. Yeah, and, I've you know, that... igneous fella myself. That may be because, you know, it makes cool ships, like the funny giant's causeway or like funny obsidian is a cool rock. And that's like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure is igneous. Yeah, igneous could be cool. Um, yeah. I also, I really like um, conglomerate rock clusters. I'm just, what are those? Like, what are they made? How do they, are they metamorphic? Or, oh, they're sedimentary. That's interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. They're they're like I still think like littler rocks compacted together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, metamorphic rocks. I'm or like sedimentary rocks. I'm neutral on Uh, igneous. I think is pretty cool. Metamorphic. I I just don't know enough about those. I was always tricked by those in my geology classes. Yeah. Dan. Uh, like I said, I don't know enough about rocks to tell you. Francisca? I'm taking the igneous rocks. I had to Google it first because, well, my English isn't that good, Mm. actually. (laughs) That's fair. Mm. See, I everything I know about rocks is because once I had a boyfriend and he was a geologist. Wow. And that is everything I know about rocks. Mm. Hell yeah. Uh, Next up from Sarvis, what animal would you carry around in your back at all times? A cockatoo. Capybara. Hmm. Well, I would carry an alligator, probably. If not that... Yeah. You're like, you're like Jim Crocodile Cook's rival of crocodiles versus alligators. Yes. Oh my god. Extremely good. A dog. Hmm. Yeah. Cat would also be fun. Uh, I don't think a cat would like that. That's true. Like being in a well, 
It depends. I think if the cat wanted to be on my back, because uh, my like my grandmother was a big cat. Like she was the village cat lady. She mm-hmm. had like a big house, and it was mostly cats. And she used to just like have a cat sleeping on her shoulders, like at all times. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, you can do that. Like if the cat wants to be on your shoulders, but I think if you try to put a cat in a harness around your your body, I hmm. think that's going to end up in an, in a bad way. Yeah, I think some cats like it. I had also a new student at my university who had a cat always on his shoulders. He was always running around with them on campus. It was, I think it didn't even, yeah. I think he had to put it down. That? Yeah, yeah, of course. So. Just just not in the in the cafeteria. That would be a problem. <laughs> but he had he put it down in, in front of the, the door and then everything was fine. And she waited there and then oh he put God. it, put her back on his shoulders and he oh went, went to the to lectures and everything with the cat. Oh yeah. my god, oh, that's so good. Precious. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, next up, from Ojama Yellow NFT, Danny Dorito, if you had a custom dual disc, what would the gimmick be? Mm, my gimmick hmm. dual disc? Uh, hmm, I'm thinking uh, it's like... Oh, I know. Uh, it's... It's a fucking GM screen. Uh, I like. <laughs> I uh, just have to like get a table and just set it up, and you can't see my <laughs> cards because they're all behind the screen. <laughs> Why didn't Sayo have a GM screen? <laughs> yeah, it would have been very helpful um, for him. <clears throat> yeah, I think. I think mine, I like the idea of like a dual disc that's like a handheld fan, like a Nye Hui Sang Ooh. style, just like Ooh. fan. Yeah. That you can also like fan yourself sassily mm-hmm. with. I don't know why, but I'm thinking about a tennis record. <laughs> they could look <laughs> the, really cool. The of Tennis Yu Gi Oh crossover <laughs> episode. Yeah. No, I was thinking a baseball bat, actually. Or like I a sort of Majima. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't really come up with anything. So baseball bat was the only thing that came to mind. I should have chill disc. Next hmm. hmm. one. I, I mean, there's, I, I think, I there, there's somebody on Tumblr who makes like a bunch of yakuza who has made a bunch of yakuza and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh like picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, worm. <laughs> yeah, somebody's posted one in in the Discord before. Anyways. Uh, Dr. Keiki asks, which compass direction is the best direction to have a dual academy? Mm. How uh, so swift? Mm. Northeast. I'm just listing the region of America I live in. <laughs> I want dual academy, I guess Boston if I have, but ideally Providence, <laughs> but... Academy, Boston. North by north south. That's not a direction. Uh, I'm nodding. Um, mm-hmm. I just I just think it's whatever direction your heart takes you in. Yeah, that I was also gonna say something like that. Uh, next up, non-binary with left dragonkin Cass. <clears throat> Crikey! Some of the guest <laughs> students have seem a bit sus. Who in the GX crew plays Among Us? Who refuses? Who thinks they're really good at it? But I ain't. Um, <laughs> I love this. Um, I feel like Chaz is very bad at it, but refuses to admit it. 
Yeah, I I think he he thinks he's really good at it, but you can just see it like you you can hear it in his voice every time he's the imposter. He's just like, no, I I was I was in electrical. I couldn't have been doing that. Uh, I think I feel like Show's really good at it. Yeah, he's Bastion is the gamer. Yeah, uh, Bastion I think would think he's really good at it. Always go in assuming actually Bastion. He would. Uh, Bastion's like, oh, I've watched so many streamers do this. I know all the top level strats, and then he just gets yeah. owned. He thinks he can own people with logic and reason, but it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, do, I don't know the game, but your your ideas about Bastion sound right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah, Bastion always has like a really well crafted lie, but it's just like it's too much. Mm-hmm. Like he goes way over the top explaining what he was doing. And everybody's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's too much. And then he he, gets he has off. like a you know, a perfect explanation of what everything he was doing is just not, not that's just mm-hmm. sus. Uh, he does that when he's a crewmate too and it always gets him voted off because he's <laughs> sus. Uh, also, they just, they don't like him. He just gets voted on. He got voted on this season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bastion Misawa has been ejected. <laughs> not the imposter. I think Alexis. I wonder if we will see him again. Oh yeah, yeah. Alexis, I think, would be really good at cornering people and and taking them out. Mm. Uh, Um. Well, that's it for uh us. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um. We've been recording for quite a while. We have. Um, We have. So let's um speed through some plugs. But first, let's start out with. Francisca, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me at phdmom, at Tumblr, and on Discord. Um, my The German listeners here who want to read really horrible fan fictions can direct uh, message me directly. <laughs> and oh, yeah. or, or search for them on animex.de. Um, yeah, and if you, <laughs> if you want to hear more from me, uh, I hope you can soon. Um, because I'm trying to start a podcast proje- project with a working title. I only podcast free, uh, free Ivatovi Swim Club rewatch podcast, um, with some other free, f- oh other free fans I met online. So, um, if you like to talk about somebody, somebody get Elliot on the line. Yeah. Right yeah. That, that's it. I, I can feel, I hope El- Elliot can get He's back just... to a place where he can have internet because, um, well, I, I want him mm. on as a guest or as a co-host. So let's see. Literally like today he's going to be home. So like, oh, yeah. I, 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 ju- I like, I just felt him activate, <laughs> like the world shifted. I, I hope, I hope he will join. I really, really hope because then we have someone with podcasting experience. Um, so yeah, if you like to also like to talk about swimming, friendship and well, underage boys that love to strip off their clothes aggressively in front of each other. Um, we would like to have you on <laughs> as a co-host. And if there's someone out there who doesn't like to hear their voices, but can also help with editing, cover art or just mental support, um, just well, find me on Tumblr. And on Tumblr, I think I made more than one post about how to join our podcast and how to find us on Discord. And, um, yeah, we don't really know if we start and what we start and when we start, um, because, well, um, the, the season, the uh, free Evertory Swim Club franchise is a little bit mixed up. So we don't know if we want to start with season one or with high speed. So with the younger years of the boys, but we will, well, fix Mm -hmm. it and, um, then see what we can get. And 
if you have uh, a contact for me to Noisebase XYZ, then uh, just mail me because I can't find anything about it in the on the internet. Not not how, who to contact when I want to join. The, uh, oh, didn't we? Hmm. Uh, we we can talk to you about that. That would be nice. The, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that was um, me. PhD mom. Yeah. Do you, do you, is there like a like a Tumblr page that people can find to sort of follow whatever that? Um. Works? Just just find my Tumblr at PhD mom. Those that's PhD underscore mom, and then uh, you will find also posts about the um the podcast. Okay. Yeah. We'll put a link in the descri- description. To Perfect. That. Thanks. Um. Yeah. Uh. As for the rest of us, I'm just gonna do a quick the collective quick plugs. plugs. Yeah, yeah. I'm Sarah. You can find me at Sarah but Costumes everywhere. All my podcasts are linked in my Twitter bio. Uh, Popcorn Argyle. I'm Argyle. You can find me on Twitter at Argyle underscore Funk. You can also listen to me on KMRO FM Kamarocho Radio. It is a podcast about the Yakuza series of video games. We're on Yakuza Three right now. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. It's fun. Dan. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places, and you can find all those places at linktr.ee slash big underscore challenges. From there, you can find my Twitter. Uh, you can find my other podcasts, uh, including Pot of Greed. Are you- Wait, fuck! Ah. <laughs> you do this every, every time, Every fucking man. time. Including The Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic Lore podcast. Uh, we recently recorded an episode on Sonic Lego Dimensions. Um, we were supposed, we are intending episode 69 to be a fanfic reading episode, but, uh, not, I don't think anyone submitted a fanfic for us to read, so we might have to come up with something like talking about ships or something. Uh, hmm. you can listen to, uh, video games, the movie, the podcast, monthly video game movie podcast. Uh, we recorded an ep- we have an episode for, for October based on Resident Evil 2002. It's really good. Uh, we got Morgan Kurskoat, an expert on the series, to talk about it. Uh, this month, November, we will be talking about Alone in the Dark, uh, the 2005 Uwe Boll film. Uh, very coincidental. Um, let's see, you can talk about, we can talk, you can listen to, uh, finished, but the last episode isn't up yet, of Chill Bleed, Michael Reynolds' Auditory Horrorland, an Ill Bleed podcast I did with, uh, Giga and John Francis Klingle. Uh, it was really fun to talk about. I hope that I'll have the, the episode edited enough by the time you hear this. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough. It was great. Um, and of course, Stranger's Fiction. Astral Boy podcast focused on one shots and at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. And, uh, actually, uh, but on the week this goes up, uh, we can celebrate my Valentine's birthday on Saturday the 20th. Happy birthday, Mai. Happy birthday, Mai. Happy birthday, my Valentine. Yeah. And together, oh, happy Rush Minute, by the way. Um, happy Rush Minute. Um, together, we have been Pot of Greed. You can find us uh, on Twitter at Pot of Greedcast. You can join our Discord by going to kaiba.online. And you can find our Patreon if you go to patreon.com forward slash Pot of Greed. 
Um, we have many rewards as of this month. You can get our bonus episodes from just $1 a month. We have some great shit out there, some great shit coming up. If you pay $5, you can listen in live as we record the episodes. And we will also shout your name out right now. Thank you very much to Colton Crow, Drevian, Joel Thomas, Morg Haunting the Morg, and Riley Hopkins. Thank you very much for the cash money. Um, and then at the $10 level, we'll send you physical products and stuff, but you already know that because you love us. Um, oh, that's... Is that podcast? That's a podcast, folks. Uh, see you next time. Until then, I lay myself face down and uh, crystals start growing all over my body. What the fuck's happening to me? What damn? What the fuck's happening to you? Hard Kyle! Hard Kyle, this is how you die in oh, the no. war! Oh no. Hard Kyle! Uh, Gone too soon! <laughs> I set myself face down and uh, I hope for the best. Uh, <laughs> I set myself face down in the spell and trap card zone and become a shining jewel. I set myself face down and I'm immediately crushed under the weight of a crocodile that sets herself face down on top of me. <laughs> Beach. Oh. Beach. Beach. Sorry for burping um, at, at an appropriate time. Um, just gonna stop my podcast recording.